In today's bonus episode, join us as real estate heavyweights have a chance to go some extra rounds into this week's topic. Hey everyone, I'm here with Jeff Kelly. Hey Jeff. Hello, how are you? Super, and uh, Jeff is with KW and he serves Fort Worth, Texas. So we were talking about feedback. Jeff, what are your thoughts on giving and receiving feedback? Well, almost since the very start of my career, I've always been really listing heavy. Okay. And starting back in 2009, I mean, you did not put one on the market and sell it right away. It took forever. Yeah. And it was so important to be able to know where we were on on these listings. Is it too high? Does it smell like dog? What is it that, why why does your people not want to buy it? Yeah. And it seems as time has gone on and, and we went into a really good market where feedback wasn't really that important and now it seems like as the market shifted a little bit, it's just like pulling teeth to get anybody to leave feedback or anything that's constructive other than shows well or Do things you like so that. In a, it's an interesting point that you made. Like in a down market, it is critical because you want to stay in front. You don't want to always be chasing. And I never thought about it like that. But in a market where houses are selling like pretty quickly, yeah. do you think that it's really that important when you have 20 showings in one day? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you have 20 showings in one day, well, then you you struck pay dirt there. But it's the ones where you've got to call every week or every two weeks trying to get price reductions and your seller's going now, tell me again why you think we need to lower the price. And when you're not getting any kind of feedback from anybody, you know, right. it's just another way to kind of have some bullets in your gum with your seller when you get ready to go for these price reductions or, or whatever it is. That's true. A lot of people are saying that. Now, do you give feedback? I do. Okay. Are you pretty detailed in yours too then? I try to be. What if you are showing like, I mean, how many houses do you normally show at a time? I try not to show more than like maybe three yeah, per session. It, right? Know, right. Yeah. And, and I've kind of gotten the habit of just saying, before we leave, tell me what you hate about this house instead <laughs> of tell me what you like about it. And, and you'll always get one or two things that are that are constructive that way. You, otherwise, oh yeah, it's great. We we love the floors and this and that. Well, they don't need to know that. They need to know why they don't want to buy it. Right. So it's like, great, then let's put an offer in. You right. Know? Right. Yep. Exactly. So, that makes sense. Well, I like that question. You know, what do you hate about this house? Or right. even like, what would prompt you to put an offer in on this house maybe too? Right. Like then they get their wheels turning. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're just going from house to house. And if you don't ask, well, Sometimes they, they volunteer that information. Sometimes they don't. Right. No, you're right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I really appreciate your perspective and you coming on. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a good rest of the day. You too. We'll see you. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Alicia, Alicia Crustell. Hi, Alicia. Hey, how you doing? Good. And she's with EXP out of Baltimore, Maryland. That's right. And we were talking about giving and receiving feedback on homes. So, Alicia, what are your thoughts? My feeling is that I give it if I can, which is probably 90% of the time, 80% of the time. But I really don't care if agents give it to me because I'm selling the house with or without the feedback. It's nice to have, but I'm not hounding you for it. A lot of agents will say that they want like detailed feedback because it helps them with the client, but you don't find that it helps you. 
I don't because we talk really upfront at the listing appointment. Like this is what's going on. And we talk real upfront about it. So they pretty much know it's nice to have just in case we're missing something or to like reinforce it. But I don't think it's really making that big of a difference. Right. I agree with you, but I'm pretty sure that nobody agrees with us. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Sell your houses quickly and feedback doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I agree. So why do you give it then? As a professional courtesy, okay. I think. And I don't think all agents have that conversation up front. So if I can help somebody like confirm, yeah, that your price is too high or yeah, your kitchen smells like pee, I'm going to do it. I'm going to- Why does the kitchen that. smell like pee? Is that what you said? <laughs> you have been in a house that smells like cat pee. You know you have. You haven't? It's just, just me. <laughs> no, I have. Okay. It's just like a funny thing to say. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like those things, like you, everybody, it's like the elephant in the room. Everybody knows that it's happening. I Do I need to give you feedback that says that? No, because everybody knows, but will it help you make the seller understand that, yes, it smells like that, or it smells like smoke, or like the carpet's way outdated. Like, we all know that. Right. Like, it could help. Like, I want to help my fellow agent. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate your brevity. That's, I'm glad I found somebody <laughs> like me. <laughs> we'll see how many other people agree or disagree. I know, right? We're going to get hate mail. It's okay. it's okay. Thanks for coming on. Have a good rest of the day. You're welcome. See ya. Hi, everyone. I am here with Ryan Rowley. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Super. And Ryan um, works for Keller Williams and serves Cincinnati, Ohio, and Northern Kentucky. Ryan, why don't you share your thoughts with us on how you should leave feedback to the selling agent and their client? Uh, That's a great question. I mean, honestly, I feel like the best feedback is going to be constructive. You are going to leave feedback on, on your thoughts on price would be a great, you know, a great piece of feedback to give. Like if it's overpriced, underpriced, where are your thoughts on are it you know as an agent or as the client as an agent okay you know and then and then be honest about how your your clients feel about the home yeah you know? I, mean, I mean if they really liked it yeah you want to you want to do you want to leave some feedback and say yeah my clients really liked it They're, we're going to mull over the numbers we're going to talk about you know the timeline and 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 potentially write an offer or you- if they're not interested say you know my clients just we walked in and they just didn't feel like this was the home for them. And here are some specific things that that we found were hindering the sale of the property. Like, would you say at that point, like it smelled like dog or? Like oh yeah. Like I mean, I'm brutally honest with my feedback. And the reason I am is because I started the, my career out as a listing agent mm-hmm. and you get this foo-foo feedback from, yeah. uh, from buyer's agents or none at all. And you're left sitting there and then when it comes time to talk to your clients as, a, as the listing agent, and it comes time to talk to your clients and review that feedback every week, and you've had some showings, and you don't really get anything of substance. And that's why I, like, I went through showing time, and I, you know, I created my own questions okay. on my listings because I, I didn't like the, just the average everyday questions that they have already on there right? Yeah. What is the one that, do the agents answer those? Yeah, they do. Great. What do you remember them? But yeah, I mean, I like to be brutally honest and I've had a lot of listing agents actually thank me 
because it's allowed them to make a price adjustment mm. on a property that they were having a difficult time convincing that seller to, to make a needed price adjustment, which at the end of the day, we all know it just benefits the sellers, right? Right. To get them what they want. So here are my questions. My first one is, is your client interested in the listing, right? Yeah. We want to know that. Um, how do you think this property compares to similar listings? Is it better, the same, or worse? Mm -hmm. uh, would your client like to buy this home? Yes, no, or maybe? And what would it take for your, your buyers to make an offer? I like that. What are some of the responses you get from that question? Um, I, I mean, I'd have to go back through and take a, take a look. But, uh, you know, generally... A lot of people leave that one blank because they don't want to take the time to actually think about it or fill it out. Yeah. However, the ones that do, you know, a lot of times it's, well, they just started out, they, you know, they don't really know what they're looking for. Right. You know, or, or it could be a, a number of things. Oh, the, we didn't like the carpets or, you know, maybe if you put new windows in. I mean, that's a, it's a great question because it kind of isolates the objection, right? Hopefully. I mean, that's the whole point that's, of it. That's the whole point of the question. Right. I like that question. I also wonder too, if could be added, like, did your client buy something today? Because it's kind of like, if they're not ready to buy or they didn't buy something, I mean, and especially in today's market, they basically have a couple of choices. It's not like they're choosing from 20. Right. Like if they're ready to buy, there's only a couple that will work. So like if they didn't buy what, you know, like why not? Or if they did buy, then you already know the feedback. Because then you can look at that house and say, okay, well, here's why that one, they bought, likely bought that one, right? Correct. So we, the last one I have is we value your opinion. At what price do you think this property will sell? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because that way, you, you know, you can, you can either establish validity in your pricing, your price point, mm -hmm. or, or you don't, yeah. uh, or they, they'll let you know. And the greatest thing is you could share that feedback right with your sellers and say, Hey, look, we've had five showings and all five of them said that the house should be priced at 150. We have it priced at 180 right now. You know, these are ready, willing, and able buyers. Right. However, nobody's buying into that price point. Now I, I highly doubt I would, I would take a listing that would be overpriced by 30,000 at that price point. Um, wow. that's never happened. <laughs> You haven't lived until you've taken a severe right, right, right. overpriced listing, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, I've had a few overpriced listings. It's just, you know, I, I do take pride in the fact that I try to get it right the first time. And, right. and, and you know, I, I probably only do one or two price adjustments a year. That's awesome. Well, hey, thanks a lot. We really appreciate that, um, those questions and your thoughts on it. Hey, my pleasure. I'm glad I got to uh, get on your, your podcast. I'm, I'm really hoping for big things with you guys. You're funny. You're, I mean, you're personable and you're very knowledgeable in the real estate business. So well, I think it's going to be a great, great podcast and I can't wait to start following it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye. Hey everyone. I'm here with Gavin Freighter. Hey Gavin. Hey there. Hey. And he's, um, is with Remax out of Morristown, New Jersey. Now, Gavin, you had some, interesting comments on providing feedback to agents after a showing. What are your thoughts on that? So my, my feedback uh, always comes back from my days as a, a technical recruiter. In an industry like recruiting, you've got to be, you can't be 
kind of like with real estate where you have to be very careful with what you say and how you rephrase things. Right. So my my um, way of giving feedback was always just to give a verbatim. Good, neg- positive, negative, and different. Um, and it doesn't always go down well. Um, agents get a little bit precious when it comes to hearing bad feedback about their listings. Sure. But it's never, again, I always point out that, look, this is exactly what my my clients told me to tell you. Okay. And it's been from overwhelmingly, look, this is an amazing house. I can see us living here for the for the rest of time. Uh, right through the other end of the, the um, spectrum where bad flips have just been described as, li- as lipstick on a pig. So right. I give it just the way I get it. Do you think, so when you're providing good feedback, like you said, you know, my, you literally say the buyers asked me to send this feedback, right? Uh, no. So I never give my own personal feedback. Okay. Uh, after a showing, if I, if I've gone and previewed a house and there's no client with me, then I'll give my opinion on the property. Okay. Uh, but my opinion doesn't count. I'm not applying for a mortgage. I'm not buying a house. But so you it's always what I say. Like they said this quote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the only the only feedback that really matters. Because yeah, the, the seller of the property doesn't care if the agent liked it. I mean, I've had properties where agents have said, "Oh, the house is beautiful. It shows really well. It's priced nicely, and it hasn't moved." Right. So, what's the point of giving a professional's opinion of how the house looks? if that reality doesn't kind of jive in real world. Right, exactly. Now, if you're giving positive feedback, like in the example you used, hey, my clients can see themselves living here, do you think that has any impact on um, either positive or negative on the negotiations when they put in an offer? Uh, So depending on how much my clients have loved the house, like I have a, a great example of a woman who walked around as if she just won the lottery. And her husband, who was trying to do his best poker face, I'm like, this isn't going to work because I've seen her face first. <laughs> so when it came to present, like giving feedback, I just told the agent, look, these guys seem to really like the house. It looks like we're going to put an offer in. Yeah. Um, and then, so, so if I know an offer's coming, then I tend to hold back a little bit more and, I, and I'm less likely to give feedback because the offer they give is the feedback. In the, in the that makes sense. That's a great point. Okay. Now what about, um, negative feedback? If they, like, if you say the, the buyers thought this, like the room colors, let's just say like the room colors were too bright or like a couple of fixable things, but they're not putting in an offer. Do the agents ever come back to you and say, Hey, the seller said he's willing to fix these things. Like now what? You know what? That's what agents should be doing. If you if you think about how we're supposed to be as a realtor, how we're supposed to represent the best interests of my clients. If someone came back to me and said, look, the orange walls in the living room that go with the green curtains just don't work. Yeah. My client would probably be more inclined to look at something that was more neutral, but they like the space. Yeah. Then obviously I go back to my clients and say, hey, look, guys, your, your, your decorating skills are kind of killing you on the, on the feedback. Right. Perhaps we should have someone come in. Because what's the point of feedback if you're not going to do anything from it? Like my whole thing is, look, you can criticize all day. Just make it constructive. Exactly. Like, look, tell me I'm fat. Tell me I'm bald. But then let's say, look, wear a wig. Go to the gym. Like, give me, a, give me something more than just bad news. Sure. So do you ever, like, so as, an, as the agent, you're drawing that out of your client so that then you can give it to the agent. You're not just saying like, 
like you said, like go, this is the buyers didn't like the orange walls. You're, you're dragging it out and saying, Hey, they didn't like the orange walls. And they, and they also, even if they were painted, they just, they didn't, they said they didn't like the space either. So, so, so I have, a um, I get a lot of leeway with the language and the way people react with me because of my accent. Yeah. It seems to be just kind of a more blunt and honest um, response from people. <laughs> and, and, and I say to people from the up, when I start looking with them, I'm like, look, I can be blunt and tell you things that you should be looking for, things that you should be concerned about be, be, as you're kind of looking at things. I said, but you've got to be blunt back with me. If we can do that, we're great. We can work together. Exactly. Uh, and, so, and so, yeah, I mean, it's not unlike, it's not unusual for comment for, for comments to um, include curse words in there when they're coming back to me. Now, I'll hold those curse words back unless I have a really good relationship with the other realtor. But they were just... There are just too many precious realtors out there who take the listing personal. Like, it's not your home. It's, you didn't decorate. You haven't staged it. You haven't, like, look, I understand that you, you need to make money off this, but help your client out. Look, tell them that it's an awful house. Yeah. Tell them that they should declutter. Tell them that they should, I don't know, add another window, take out a wall. I mean, these are the things that we're the professionals. This is what we do for a living. These are the things we should be telling our clients. Yeah. And if they can't afford it, then a price and right. I mean, it's awful going into a house, especially with everybody who thinks that they're a flipping um, guru. Right. Walk into the same subway tile kitchen with white on gray scale, mm-hmm. and it's done badly. You, you can see the grout doesn't look good. You can see the, the cabinets aren't level. But then when you go back to the agent and say, oh, look, the kitchen's a mess. Like, what was your guy thinking? Right. Because that's exactly what my client has told me. Right. And I'm like, well, everyone else seems to think it's okay. Everybody else is wrong. Are they blind? Right. As evidenced by no offers. But yeah, I, see, I'm not, <laughs> I really... But that's like, where... Oh, as, go on, sorry. No, please. That's where, that's where I was a realtor and as a, as a, as a professional. Mm-hmm. Like you can go into a house, but your responsibility when you're working purely as a buyer's agent is to point these things out. Yeah. If you're not pointing them out, but your client's seeing them, you're losing credibility for every minute you're there. And if you lose credibility, you lose the, you lose the buyer. So I'm exactly the same with my, my feedback when I'm listing a house. Like, look, I want to know what your clients hated about this listing. Mm-hmm. Because if there's nothing, I should be getting an offer. Right. Tell me the price wrong. Tell me the house doesn't flow well. Tell me it's too dark, it's dingy, it smells. But don't tell me it's a lovely house and it's really well priced if you're not putting in an offer. No, that's true. That makes a lot of sense. I like too how you're just how you do it verbatim because you're right. It's like it doesn't matter as agents what our opinion is because we're not buying it. And sometimes I think that we might misinterpret what the buyer is saying or we might misinterpret what they're not saying by what they are saying. Like, hey, they don't like the paint colors, but if they painted it, they still wouldn't like the house. So what is it really? Yeah. Like, really good. And I, I think that's something that agents back away from. Because yeah. you have, again, again, it goes back to the whole thing of that there are too many agents out there who are precious. They, they have thin skins and, and insult easily. And you tell, I mean, I had a situation in my, in my main town where a flip was done badly. Mm-hmm. And it was, there were some awful, awful choices put into this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when, and when, when I asked my clients what they thought, they went, 
having gone through this, this is just lipstick put on a pig. Yeah. Like you can't put lipstick on a pig and tell me it's beautiful. So when I went back to my client with that, um, she made it, I went back to the listing agent. She has since made it extremely difficult for me to go in and see her listings. Yeah. And it's like, look, take your ego out of it. Unless you've personally hung the cabinets, put chose the countertops, but even then, take the criticism as it's meant. Look, my client thought this was really badly done. Look at the workmanship of the team you, you hired. Yeah. So I, I just, look, one thing that people know about me that work with me is that I'm bluntly honest to the point of almost being infuriating. <laughs> but no one ever doesn't know where they stand with me. Right. That's good. So I like I, it. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. Those are um, those are really good tips. And I, and I hope that it does encourage agents to just even do what you said, like verbatim, give the feedback and take it one more step. Ask one more question about what the clients think to really give some good, solid, helpful feedback. I'm happy to help. (laughs) Thanks, Gavin. Have a good rest of the day. You too. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed diving deeper into this week's topic with our real estate heavyweights. If you're interested in becoming a featured heavyweight, please reach out through our toe-to-toe podcast Facebook page.